This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Last week, one of the big headlines that we had was, of course, the uh, guilty verdict in the case of an Alberta couple, David and Colette Stephan. They were found guilty of failing to provide the necessaries of life to their 19-month-old son, Ezekiel. Now, of course, through the six-week trial, we heard that David was the vice president of a naturopath company that his father had started, that David and Colette, as opposed to taking Ezekiel to a medical doctor, they chose to treat what they thought at the time was croup with a number of naturopathic remedies. And sadly, after two and a half weeks, Ezekiel passed away. So in the whole conversation of their trial came the conversation about naturopaths and how naturopaths are regulated and are should they be held to as high account as a medical doctor. Of course, a number of provinces do regulate naturopaths, including Alberta. But I wanted to bring in Carly Week. She's a health reporter and columnist for the Globe and Mail, rather. Hi, Carly. Hey, Angela. I wanted to talk to you, Carly, because you did a very extensive investigation into naturopaths and how the province of Ontario deals with them. They are regulated in Ontario as well, right, Carly? That's right, yeah, in a similar system as uh, you guys have out there in Alberta. Give me some of the regulations that maybe my listeners might not be familiar with. Right. So basically, um, much like other health professionals like doctors and nurses, naturopaths um, are are regulated by the province, but they answer to a self-regulatory body. So it's basically a complaints-based um, organized sort of a arm's length body that um, um, is mandated by the province to fulfill a, a whole set of rules. So the scope of practice is basically the overarching um, guideline that naturopaths have to operate under. The scope of practice is very broad. It basically says that naturopaths just need to practice within the bounds of naturopathic medicine. I mean, I'm sort of paraphrasing here, but the actual scope, so they can treat patients for virtually anything as long as it's, um, you know, adheres to the tenets of naturopathy, which, you know, we're talking botanical medicine and, and sort of, you know, allowing the body to heal itself. Right. But uh, they also have um, some, some actual more um, uh, narrow rules that they need to follow, one of them being advertising standards. So while they're allowed to treat a whole bunch of different conditions, they're not allowed to make um, false or misleading statements about how effective those treatments might be. Um, and so this is something I decided to focus on because in, I noticed throughout the course of many years of reporting on sort of alternative health practitioners or whatever you want to call them, that there is a common tendency to make, uh, by some at least, to make some really, really grandiose promises about what natural or alternative health can do. And what were some of the guidelines or the regulations when you say, as it pertains to advertising, that they can or cannot say? Right, yeah. So I have them sort of right here in front of me. I mean, basically anything that is um, misleading 
anything that is talking about a cure. You can't tell people that this will work, that this remedy is going to help you. They're not allowed to use testimonials on their websites, you know, so there's many, many naturopaths um, in, in Toronto and Ontario and, and indeed more across the country that will say, um, you know, a quote from a patient, this changed my life, you transformed my health, thank you so much for doing this. That's not allowed. There's a whole bunch of different things. Basically, the whole idea is that you're really supposed to make sure that you're not overselling um, uh, uh, treatments yeah. or services to the public that they wouldn't otherwise need. I mean, imagine if, say, um, you know, an oncologist was advertising on social media saying, come on down for this uh, preventative treatment. We'll make sure you never get cancer in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the kind of thing that, that um, the rules for natural, naturopaths are supposed to avoid as well, you know. Don't be um, trying to bring people in, over-promote, and oversell. So you actually went through, what is, how many were there that you went online just to see how they were adhering to these rules? Oh, there's hundreds. So I decided to focus on Toronto and on Ontario because a lot of um, people had told me that uh, Ontario has some of the uh, strictest rules for naturopaths, mm-hmm. one of the most co- comprehensive systems. And Toronto being the biggest city, there's about 450 naturopaths um, regulated, and about 300 have an online presence. And in online, Toronto alone, Carly? In Toronto alone. I mean, they're everywhere, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so what did you do? This sounds like a big undertaking. Oh, it was, yeah, and it took a very long time. And so the the, uh, the trial um, and the wrapping up of the trial, it was sort of a, a coincidental timing when I was finishing up this investigation. But basically, um, I looked for anyone that sort of had an online presence, so their own website, a clinic website, a social media page, or um, frequently a lot of them will sort of advertise on a, on a, on a third-party system advertising their services. And so I looked, I had the advertising guideline, the advertising standard, and I went to see how many of them appeared to be breaching those rules. Things like patient testimonials, things like we're going to cure this disease. And I was shocked to find that just about half of the websites did include phrases or statements that would appear to be in breach of the college's rules. I mean, I talked to the Ontario Association of Naturopathic Doctors about this, and their response was that, well, sure, there's always a few outliers, <laughs> but this, to me, there's a larger problem here when you have nearly half of, of, a care, of caregivers in, in that you're supposed to be overseeing in the biggest city in the country making these types of bold, potentially false, dangerous statements. Well, then go back to the whole self-regulatory. So, and you say it's complaint-based. So yes. is that, that's the way they regulate themselves? They wait till uh, Carly Weeks goes through everything and says, wait, you've got almost half in Toronto alone making these claims that they're not supposed to be making according to your advertising rules. Yes, I mean, and certainly that seems to be the case. And their response, the college's response, they, they wouldn't d- give me an interview. I asked them a number of times. Um, so unfortunately, we couldn't actually get, um, you know, a conversation to, to take place, but their their stance and what they've told me in an email is that, you know, yeah, we investigate complaints, or if a member of the media brings it up, then we'll look into it. But I would argue that the bigger question or the bigger concern here is that when you have a, this many people that appear to be in breach of the rules, and the college doesn't seem to be taking a very proactive stance, you know, how well is the public being served by this? Um, you know, I asked them about the number of complaints and investigations that they have. I think there's about a dozen that they've been investigating in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. I, I could be, you know, um, that could be a little bit lower or higher. I can't remember the exact but number. But still, 
a that's, dozen. Yeah, that's not very many, right? Yeah. And, I mean, and that's not to say that other health professionals are perfect. I mean, we know that there's problems with, you know, the opaqueness of investigations into medical doctors, yeah. for instance. But that's not really the point here. The point is that provinces are increasingly moving to regulate these professions because people think that it's going to help them, you know, take charge of their health and, and you know, really be proactive. But on the flip side, what are you getting when you make these regulations happen? Are you ensuring that the, the messages about the safety and efficacy are getting out there? In other words, you know, we're allowing um, naturopaths to use the title doctor, but we're not ensuring that they're upholding the, you know, responsible tenets of, of good practice in, in terms of health. I mean, when you see people that are advertising false statements like don't feed your, your child cancer, uh, sugar because it causes cancer, it helps cancer to grow, and by the way, don't ever vaccinate them because that's poisonous. I mean, these are the kinds of things that have the, now have the stamp of approval of the province. These people are branding themselves very effectively, I might add, as primary health care practitioners and family doctors. Um, so I think that the, the, the public has to ask a lot more tough questions, and I think the provinces also need to be taking a real long, hard look in the mirror. Carly, uh, I want to take a break here, but I need you to think about this, and maybe you did go down this road. So Ontario Health, is that the overseer of all this then? They're the ones yeah. who should say whether or not advertising should even be allowed or how this should be regulated. So I want to talk about that after, okay? Great. Carly Weeks, she is my guest this half hour, health reporter and columnist for The Globe and Mail. You're listening to Calgary Today on News Talk 770. I'm Angela Cocott. Back after this. Carly Weeks is my guest this half hour. She is a health reporter and columnist for The Globe and Mail. Carly, just to be clear, were you doing this extensive investigation while this trial was going on, or was this just the timing of some good journalism? Carly, I think I hit the button wrong. Okay, there you are. <laughs> Sorry, so was it was it just good timing, or you really wanted to look into this as a result of the trial that was going on in Alberta? Yeah, it actually just happened to work out with the timing, and, um, you know, it was actually funny. I knew that the, I had heard that the trial was was going on, but then, and this was a few months ago when we had started looking into this, but then it really exploded the interest, and so the timing kind of couldn't, it, I don't think it could have been better because um, I think that we really um, were able to capture a lot of readers' attention. You know, uh, it, it was a really good opportunity for a lot of um, readers to kind of uh, take a critical look at this because I think up until now there's been a real um, hesitance uh, on the part of a lot of people to really think critically about naturopaths because the messages that they send out are very, very positive and, and life-affirming and, you know, taking charge of your health and all of these good things. So I think, I'm, you know, the timing of it worked well uh, to get people really, I think, thinking a bit more critically with, the, with this uh, Lethbridge trial coming to its conclusion. Carly, and I think when it comes to naturopathy, naturopathy, people will always say to you, well, it's a natural product. How can it hurt you? But in the wrong hands and to the wrong patient, it can hurt you. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, the, the good example, <laughs> arsenic and and lead are natural, right? I mean, and that's sort of being a bit facetious, but yeah. to say that something is safe simply because it's natural is, is not true. And one of the biggest uh, factors that we've seen happen again and again, and now we're seeing it every year with things like um, measles and whooping cough outbreaks and children dying needlessly in Canada in the, you know, the, the 21st century because they're not getting vaccinated because someone told them that it's full of all of these chemicals and it's going to kill them or going to give them autism. And a lot of these messages are being perpetuated by sort of the, quote, alternative health movement. Um, and uh, so it's one thing, you know, if people want to believe that, you know, they, they and they have a right to 
you know, go on vitamin therapy and take all of these botanicals, that's fine. But I think that we need to ensure that the messages that are being uh, associated with those treatments and those remedies aren't being oversold. That's the real key here, that, you know, you can't be spreading um, mistruths, falsehoods about um, evidence-based vaccines, for instance, Um, and at the same time, you can't be telling people that something is going to reverse the course of dementia. You know, that's simply irresponsible, and that's something that, you know, someone in Toronto is doing every day. Others saying they can cure cancer. I mean, it's it's just dangerous, Um, and it's going to prevent a lot of people. I've actually heard in the last few days from a number of doctors who say they've seen patients who are at death's door because they decided not to have their cancer treated because they went to a naturopath or a homeopath or someone else who gave them these promises, you know. It's a lot more attractive to say that I can cure your cancer with an IV therapy than it is to sort of, you know, go through surgery and, and, uh, you know, chemotherapy. But I think this is part of a much bigger discussion on Canada's healthcare system than just looking at naturopaths because I think a lot of people end up turning to naturopaths because their own doctors are too busy or they only have seven minutes to deal with my problems. A, a naturopath does offer an alternative and I think it's because a lot of people have lost faith in our own health system. Yes, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, I think that... Um naturopaths and others like them, um, they really tap into this whole fact that, you know, our doctors are too busy, there's lineups, they just see me as uh, as a disease, they don't see me as a person. And these are all, all of the messages that naturopaths have on their websites, for instance, you know, that we'll take the time, we're going to spend, sit down with you for an hour, and you really feel like you're being, you know, you're uh, health, um, your specific health profile is being paid attention to. Mm-hmm. Someone cares, and so I do think that it uh, it is a reaction against sort of the you know our current model of healthcare. And hey, our current model of healthcare is certainly not perfect, right? And and it doesn't have all of the answers. And that's why you find a lot of um, naturopaths advertising to treat diseases and disorders that have no cure. Things like autism, asthma, arthritis cancer, um, all of these things that um, are, are confounding a lot of people. People are afraid and confused. The, you know, the healthcare system, their doctor doesn't necessarily have the answers um, and can't make time for them. And so then they go somewhere else. Someone's telling them, you know, look at these anecdotes. I've cured people. I've helped these people. And they put, you know, webs- uh, you know testimonials on their website of smiling, happy faces that are now sort of living a life free of disease. I mean, who wouldn't want to listen to that, right? It sounds amazing. And if you Even want- though they're not supposed to be putting those testimonials up. Even though they're not <laughs> supposed to be doing that. And that's the whole point, right? I mean, if you're uh, sort of, a, uh, you know, feeling desperate or, you're, you know, you have a loved one that's in a very uh, dire uh, predicament with their health... Why wouldn't you want to be taking advantage of all of these things, you know? And someone's saying it, the province is regulating it. It sounds like I'm going to give this a try. It sounds like this person knows what they're talking about because they wouldn't be allowed to say this otherwise, would they? So now let's go to Ontario Health. And and I'm sure if uh, journalists had the time to go through Alberta's naturopaths and look at their advertising claims as well, we might find a similar situation. But as far as your story goes, Carly, what were Ontario's health ministers saying? I mean, especially when it comes to advertising. I'm thinking right. I'm thinking a simple solution would be you're not allowed to advertise. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly, right? I mean, it, that would seem to make sense. Hey, here, here you go. I mean, a lot of people are calling for naturopaths um, to be deregulated. But in fact, um, here in Ontario, you know, we're actually leading the country, um, you know, perhaps a dubious distinction. We're the first 
province in Canada to regulate homeopaths. So, you know, if people have a problem with the evidence or lack thereof supporting some of the treatments um, supported by naturopaths, you know, buckle up and, and look at what some of the things that homeopaths are saying. Homeopathy is basically you take a, a disease particle and you dilute it about a million times, and then if you drink it or take it in a pill, it's going to cure you of everything. I mean, and this is now, they're basically regulated in the same way as doctors. Um, so a lot of people are shaking their heads. Why are the provinces doing this? I mean, I would argue that I think the provinces are really trying to give the voting public what they want. You know, they want choice. They want they want uh, to be able to take um, sort of control of their health in this way. But I think that they didn't maybe consider enough the, the flip side of that, which is who's getting harmed. So I haven't talked to the health minister about this, per, this case in a while this, uh, with the regulation of health professionals, but we have spoken in the past. The stance of the ministry and, and the, the minister's office is basically that it's up to the college, you know, the college yeah. regulates them. And the college, you know, won't talk to the media, won't tell us, you know, they have still, I'm way, still waiting for a response from the college. I gave them three specific examples of naturopaths by name and website that are making some very dangerous, inaccurate claims about vaccines and cancer um, and, uh, and cancer detection. Um, no response on what they're planning to do with this. And so you see where there's a problem, right? I mean, the, the, the barn door's open, the horses have, like, left the field, yep. and, uh, you know, there's no saying, no one appears to be doing much of anything to get them back in to, to sort of bring some order back to this. Carly, great conversation. Thanks so much for uh, taking part of your day for us. Thank you for having me. Carly Weeks, she is a health reporter and columnist for The Globe. And- Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.